and everything, but then we leave here and we don't do anything. Right. 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 Can I get an amen on that? Amen. I love the crowd that gives me an amen. Amen. Failure temple, man. How many of you, let's just get real with each other right off the bat. How many of you would agree that right now today, you know that you know that there are things that you could be doing to reach your biggest dreams and goals, but you just don't do them? That's right. That's right. Is that true? That's right. We're in the right place? I call that failure to implement. But I can't just tell you to go out and implement. That doesn't work. There's plenty of productivity books. Brian Tracy, who is one of the top authors on productivity in the entire world, is a personal friend of mine. And he's written some great books. But what people have failed to do is help you understand why we don't implement. So I'm going to share with you today why you don't implement the things that are going to literally help you have live a dream life. Are we in the right place? Yes, sir. All right. Let's go. How many of you know that in order to reach your goals, you have to perform? Is that right? Yes. How many of you know that there's a difference between being busy and productivity and performance? Is that right? Yes. In other words, performance means that we win. Performance means that we take over. Performance means that we close the sale. Performance means that we actually move forward, that we are actually uh, we are actually winning, not just doing stuff. How many of you know that you can be busy being busy? Right. right? And that's not going to get you anywhere. We're talking about performance. The question is, why do we not implement? And I want to get your input on this. I've got some prizes up here. Let me have a couple of those FTI books right here. Let me just get two of those. Anybody interested in one of my books, FTI? Okay. Why do we not implement? Fear. Fear? Who said that? Okay, what's your name, ma'am? Samantha Benson. Samantha. Where are you from? Charlotte. Charlotte? Oh, love Charlotte. Would you pass that back there to Samantha, please? Thank you very much. Give Samantha a big hand clap. We're going to talk about fear today. I mean, she just dropped right to the bottom line. What's another reason that we don't implement? What is it? Procrastination. 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 Who said that? Everybody said that. Who's the closest to me? Right here. What's your name? Fran. Fran? Okay, Fran. Thank you for that. Where are you from? That's where I live part time too. I'm trying to I'm trying to live on the beach more and more and more, so I'm not in Houston very often, but that's where I mainly live today. Well, people give excuses for not implementing. Oh, I just don't have time. Right? How many of you know that the top producers in this room have exactly the same amount of time as the people who are not performing? That's true. Are not performing at the level. That they could, right? That's right. I love how uh, Ron was introduced as the Michael Jordan. That's right. The Michael Jordan of the insurance. I'm going to start calling him Michael when I see him. Like, hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. Gonna, let, me, let, me, let me see that shot. Now, you're going to say phenomenal every time I see him. That's right. That's right. I'm going to say phenomenal. Hey, if you catch me 
You ask me how I'm doing, and I don't say phenomenal, free book. Okay, because that's just how I roll. And it's gonna it's more than a word, which you'll realize. Is it a lack of focus? Yeah. We gotta be focused every day. But why are we not focused? Is it a lack of discipline? Yes. But why do we not have discipline? The good news is, is that you don't need as much discipline as you think you do. You need enough discipline to build a habit. That's all the discipline you need. Once you have a habit, how many of you know that habits are hard to break? Is that right? Guess what? That goes for good habits too. So if you get in the habit of doing the right thing, it's hard to break that habit. See, habits can be good or bad. How many of you understand that it's a lack of motivation? Right? We wake up motivated every day. But why are we not motivated every day? Oh, what about this next word? Oh, it's my favorite word. Inspiration. See, there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. Can somebody tell me what the difference is? The difference is one pulls, one pushes. One pulls and one pushes. Tell me about that. Well, motivation will push you and it will, it will eventually fizzle out the inspiration will pull you. Motivation will push you, but eventually it fizzles out. In fact, uh, Ron mentioned that I work with the Zig Ziglar Corporation. How many of you have heard of Mr. Zig Ziglar? Okay, Zig Ziglar is the most quoted motivational speaker to this day, and he passed away on November 28, 2012. I was fortunate to be mentored by him personally, and to my company as the exclusive small business coaching company for the Ziggler organization. I helped his son, Tom Ziggler, run that company. In fact, one week from today, at this very hour, I will be in the Zig Ziggler headquarters teaching the 25th Ziggler Legacy Certification course, which I helped Tom dream up. And uh, Zig said that people used to laugh at him. You know what they used to say to him? You know, that, that motivation stuff doesn't last. You know what he said? Well, neither does bathing, but we recommend it daily. <laughs> So how many of you know that you need to be motivated every day, right? So why don't we wake up every day motivated? Because there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. I love the, what's your name? Leo Garcia. Leo Garcia. Can I get an FTI book for Leo, please? Okay. Leo, I love how you, before I give you this. Can I steal it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, can I steal your quote? Oh, Motivation pushes. Oh, there you course. go. You can't just put like LG somewhere. Just put LG. Copyright 2021. L- yeah. I'll take You can take it. So, see, motivation comes from external sources. Anybody ever have to pay a bill and you didn't have the money? And you're motivated to go make a sale? I've been there. Uh, Yeah, we know what that one's all about, right? Or what about positive motivation? 
You know, Zig always talked about the day before vacation. Let's say that that I call you up and and uh, say, Leo, Leo, listen, got great news. I got I got two tickets to Hawaii. We're gonna go to Hawaii for a week. All expenses paid. Are you in? When we're going? When he said when we're going. All right, here here it is. We're going tomorrow. Okay. Are you going to get a lot of stuff done between now and tomorrow morning? That's called the day before vacation, right? So here's the thing. We're motivated positively. But that's still an external source. See, inspiration is different. Inspiration comes from the inside. The difference between motivation, Leo Clear, right? That's your name? Leo Garcia. Leo Garcia. Where did I get Leo clear? Leo Garcia. He's already mad at me. I ain't five minutes into this thing. All right, make somebody mad. Come on, man. Get it together. (laughs) Motivation pushes you. But nobody likes to be pushed, do they? You get tired of it after a while. But inspiration comes from the inside when there's a phenomenal fire inside that nobody can put out. Yeah. We're going to take over this place. Okay? you got to get it on the inside so that when you wake up, it's burning. You see what I mean? That's what I'm going to talk to you about today. How do you build that fire on the inside? You don't have to rely on the economy. You don't have to rely on somebody else to push you. You don't have to rely on an invitation to Hawaii. You don't have to rely on some need to pay some bill. You are fired up on the inside. That's right. Are we still phenomenal? Yes. Yes. Zig Ziglar said this, and it's in your handout. I'll get to it in just a minute. But he said that the secret ingredient of success is desire. The secret ingredient of success is desire. See, that's inspiration. But where does desire come from? Mr. Zig Ziglar said that, that uh, I'll get to the handout in just a minute. No, no worries. I see somebody looking around. I'll write that down. Mr. Ziglar said that desire comes from a vision. See, there's a vision inside of you. There's a vision in your mind. There's a vision in your spirit. There's a vision in your soul that's just lighting a fire all the time. And that fire gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So why do we not have desire every day? Why do we not have desire at, uh, what do you call it, Ron? Dark 30? Zero dark 30 or something like that? Huh? Dark 30. Dark 30. Where is it at Dark 30. That's the last call of the day. That vision still needs to be there. We don't have desire. We don't have enough desire because we don't have a big enough vision. And the reason that we don't have a big enough vision is because of one little word that I'm going to talk to you about today. The rest of the day is going to be about one word. But first, Ron asked me to tell my story, and I'll share that with you. So on your handout, 
We're looking for a phenomenal performance, aren't we? Yes. yes. Not just performance, not just good, not just great. Phenomenal performance. That's the key to meet, meeting your biggest dreams and goals, to reaching those goals, achieving those goals. The inspired person invites phenomenal performance into their life. You invite it every day. Come on, bring it. I'm ready. How many of you know that people only make extraordinary change in their life through desperation or inspiration? Is that true? Yes. Yes. Now, I'm talking about incredible change. That's right. We get desperate enough, man, we'll do almost anything to get out of that situation, won't we? The problem with desperation is that that's no way to live. That's, you know, now more, more, more motivation. That get me. Uh-uh. Inspiration. Fire. Fired up. Secret ingredient of success is desire. But we don't have desire because we don't have a vision. And we don't have a big enough vision, a more a meaningful enough vision because of one word that I'm going to share with you here in just a minute. But first, a little bit more about my story. I'm originally from L.A., Lower Alabama, as, as uh, Ron said. I grew up in Mobile, Alabama on welfare. There were seven kids crammed in a little 600-square-foot shack, and the roof on this house was so bad that every time it rained, we had to get out all the pots and pans to catch the leaks. My mother fed us on $100 a month from the welfare department. I don't care when that was, it just wasn't a lot of money. I still remember getting Christmas presents from the social workers. When you grow up in an environment like that, what are you likely to turn out like? For me, 17-year-old rebel, Bad kid, got in trouble all the time. Almost 17 years old, I got in a fight with my stepdad, not even 18 years old yet, and got kicked out of the house. Now, the reason I got kicked out of the house, I was a bad kid, and uh, I decided to put this picture in here uh, because after I wrecked my stepdaddy's truck, and I wrecked the car, the nice car that I was paying on with the little job that I had. Wrecked it, almost totaled it, and they took it away from me. But I said, you know what? I'm going to have some wheels. Not even 18 years old, not even old enough to buy a car. I go down to the used car lot, and I buy this car for 250 bucks. This is a 1964 Dodge Coronet push button. You remember that one? Wish I had it today. But back then, it didn't have a muffler, and I worked the graveyard shift. Woke up the whole neighborhood every night. <laughs> Not only that, there were holes in the floorboard and this awful white smoke from that uh, missing muffler would rise up in the vehicle and you had to have the windows down, rain or shine. Otherwise, you die. 
<laughs> I'm not telling stories. The gas gauge didn't work. So to find out how far we could possibly go, possibly, my buddy and I would get on either side of it and we would shake it back and forth and listen. We hear something sloshing around in there. We, we got a few miles left. All right, now get this. Graduation night, 17 years old, not yet 18. I get in that thing with three of my friends, and we're heading from Mobile, Alabama, down to Florida, where I live part-time now. And uh, we're going to Pensacola Beach or some someplace. And we're avoiding the highways because this thing is not exactly legal, if you know what I mean. Okay? <laughs> so we're taking the back roads of Alabama. Middle of the night. We lost. It had a guessing gauge, not a gas gauge. And we lost the bet that night. <laughs> Ran out of gas in the middle of nowhere. No cell phones back then. 1978. Walked for about an hour and finally headlights. People helped me get gas and all that stuff. And as Ron said, uh, started my first business out of the trunk of my car when I was 23 years old with uh, our wedding money. My, my wife is from New Jersey, Denise Cajet Antoinette Pinella. Now that's Italian. She's from New Jersey. And I'm from where? Lower Alabama. This is going to be a good match. She told me to keep my mouth shut because I had an accent. But you know, Zig had something to say about that too. He said, you know, if you take an old boy from the south and you take him up north, he stays too long, he's going to come back with an accent. He said, but if you take an old boy from the north and you bring him down south and he stays long enough, he'll be talking normal. <laughs> So I go up to New Jersey, get married into this Italian family. My dad bought me a pinstripe suit, and uh, Denise told me keep keep my mouth shut. Just you know, don't just you know like. So we get married in this Italian family, and when you marry an Italian family, you don't get wedding presents. What do you get? You get cash. So we got three thousand dollars cash and wedding money, and there was a friend of the family, same age as me, twenty three at the time. He's tooling around a little red Mercedes convertible. And I said, hmm, I want to know what that guy does, and I want to know if it's legal. <laughs> that was your next question? Yeah. Well, he was a business owner. So I started my first business out of the trunk of my car, became one of the top companies in that industry in Houston, Texas, still on it today. Got a great team. That's the, the team that runs that company right there. It's turnkey. Does several million dollars a year so I can sit on my beach. And got a training company by the name of Phenomenal Products. How are we doing? Phenomenal. Uh -huh. And, uh, I mean, just some incredible people on my team. This lady on the very end, she built Benjamin Franklin. Her name is Ellen Moore. Built Benjamin Franklin Plumbing from zero to $40 million in franchise sales in less than two years. The older gentleman next to her, Mr. Rick Jones, was with the Dale Carnegie Institute for 33 years, master coach, master leadership trainer. He's my coach. He's on our team. He's 80, still practicing. 
The kid uh, between the two of them, Santiago, started with me when he was 17 years old. He's, uh, he's been with me, he's 38 now, he's been with me for uh, 21 years. And I mean, I raised that kid. Over here to the right, this is Mr. Tom Ziggler, the proud son of American legend Sig Ziggler. The young lady in the middle, his only daughter. Zig Ziggler's granddaughter, and she does all my work at Ziggler, and I've had the pleasure of mentoring her. I truly live a phenomenal dream life. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care where you're from. I don't care where you've been. I don't care where you are right now. If you are ready to reach your biggest dreams and goals, I've helped people all over the world to do it. Are you ready? Yes. yes? Okay. Uh, just a little bit more. Uh, these are, we have conferences and people come from all over the world to our conferences, but I want to share with you a photo of my phenomenal wife, Denise Kajet Antoinette Pinella Partridge. <laughs> and this year, this year, we will be married 37 years. Wow. Now, that hand clap is for her because how many of you know that a guy that wakes up as excited as this every day is probably not easy to live with, you know what I mean? It's like, she's the practical one. I remember one time I had a big dream, big vision, and man, I, it was a doozy. I was standing in, in front of the, in the kitchen, and uh, she was waiting for me to do the dishwasher, you know, like my job, clean out the dishwasher, she loads it, you know how that goes. Yeah. And uh, I said, honey, I got this vision, I mean, it's so big, I had my eyes closed and my hands up in the air, and she's just waiting for me to finish. She's got her hands on her hip and tapping her foot, and she said, yeah, I got a vision too of you clearing out that dishwasher, so I guess... <laughs> So I love it. So she's the practical one. And we were together three years before we got together. So this July, four decades. Wow. Four decades. I mean, I don't know how that could be because I ain't that old, you know, <laughs> on the inside. Okay. The time. It's going to go by anyway. That's right. See, you can get frustrated that your dream has taken too long or your goals or where you want to be. The time's going to go by anyway. Mm. So you might as well work on it every day. Oof. Right? Right. You like that? I like that a lot. Okay, I got a book for you. Thank a you. different book. What's your name? Ramon Frias. Ramon? Okay. Yeah. Front row people. See what I'm saying? Okay, and um, do we have any uh, grandparents in the house? Any grandparents? Is that the greatest job in the whole world or what? Huh? I can't wait. At lunchtime today, you tell those folks that sit next to you, you don't know, I mean, you don't even know what it's all about. I mean, because when you become a grandparent, everything changes, okay? And, you know, when, I was, when we were expecting our first one, her name is Gigi, and, of course, Ron knows Gigi very well. She's two and a half, and uh, Elijah's six months old. This is my son, Christian, and, uh, and this is uh, Susie, my daughter in love, 
And Ron, I put this picture, you know, I got millions of pictures of my granddaughter, right? And most of them are on Facebook. Well, before I had a grand, grand uh, before I became a grandparent, I said, you know, I'm not going to be like those obnoxious grandparents, you know, look at a picture of my kid, look at my picture, this is my granddaughter, and, 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 you know, this is my grandson, right? And I'm not. I'm worse. But this picture is for Ron, because how many of you know about a new parent? Oh, they're not going to have any sugar, and they're going to eat all organic, and they're going to, you know, and that's my, my son, and went to the ice cream place down there in Destin, we went with Ron and his family, and they weren't going to give her any ice cream, and Ron got all over it, boy, he's like, now Christian, let me tell you something, I just ain't right, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's my uh, little family right there. Are you ready to understand why you don't implement? Yes, sir. Even when you know you're supposed to implement? Yes. Even when it's going to help you reach your biggest dreams and goals? That's right. I was talking to Ron one day, and we were talking about performance. We were talking about the difference between making $100,000 a year and a million dollars a year. $100,000 a year or $500,000 a year. Anybody in here interested in doubling your income? Okay. And I worked through it with them, and, and I said, uh, so let me get this straight. You have a proven process. This is what I heard. You tell me if this is what you understand, okay? That you can work three days a week, be on with the first person at 9 o'clock, and uh, and then be with the last person at dark 30, 30 minutes after dark. Does everybody understand that process? Yes. Yes? Yes. Now listen, he told me that if you do that, you do that right three days a week, that you can make a half a million dollars a year, million dollars a year, I'm like, Pretty successful, but I think I might want to come work for you. I mean, like, this is the interview process today. Where can you do that? Are you in the right place? Okay. So the question is: So does everybody get that? That's a simple process. What is it? I'm calling on the first person at nine o'clock. Monday morning. Monday morning. Monday through Wednesday. Now you just talk to your friends and say, okay, how would this be? You go work three days a week from nine o'clock till 30 minutes after dark and make a half a million dollars a year. Ooh. You're in the right place, aren't you? Yes. 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 So what's the difference between someone who makes $100,000 a year, and money's not everything, we understand that, but I think if you work three days a week, and I, here's what I know from personal experience is that you gotta sacrifice. You gotta, you gotta give, go a little bit long at work, keep it, keep it tight at home, right? And you know, my wife and I sacrificed. I worked all night sometimes. I worked several jobs. I, you know, when I started my business, I worked twenty four seven sometimes. So you gotta put something in first. You gotta do the work ahead of time, right? Do it, get it out of the way. Then you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days a week. Do whatever you want to do. That's a good plan. 
Does everybody understand that simple plan? Yes. Right? Everybody understands it. But here's the problem. What's that? Everybody's not going to do it. They're not going to implement it. But the question on the table today is why? The simple reason is, and this is what I told Ron, and this is why I'm here today, is because you don't sim you simply don't believe. You don't believe it. How? You don't believe it. I want to encourage you to talk to somebody today that's making twice as much income as you are. That's where he's at, man. Belief. Yes. Belief. Can we say that together? Believe. believe. You got to believe, man. That's where it begins. Because if you don't believe, it. it ain't going to happen. Not, I don't care how you work. You know why? Because if you don't believe, it, you're not going to take the steps. Human beings do what human beings see. Say that with me. Human beings do what human beings see in their mind. Now, Beliefs come in a lot of different flavors. We all believe in ourselves. Grew up poor on welfare. Dirt roads. Who do I think I am? Make a million dollars a year. Maybe I don't really believe the process. Maybe I don't believe that the juice is worth the squeeze. Anybody ever made lemonade? Yeah. I about got tired of squeezing those lemons for a little bit of juice. And I'm not a foodie like my my kids are. They like you know they they can t I can't taste the difference between you know one dish and the other. I mean, it's, it's food to me. So. I get some lemon juice and some sweetener and some water. I mean, that's quick and easy, right? You know, the juice just ain't worth the squeeze for me. You know what I mean? So maybe you don't believe that the the juice is worth the squeeze. You believe that, oh man, I'm gonna be on that front door or wherever it call, whatever it is, I'm gonna be making that first call at nine o'clock, and then you know, 30 minutes after dark, and I'm not gonna get the results. You go into that sales call, oh, they're not gonna buy. So you don't do the whole process. You don't do the whole presentation. Believe. Believe. So my job here today is to help you believe. And I'm going to share with you today 10 principles of phenomenal performance. Okay? Yes or yes? Yes. All right. See, the reason we don't believe is because we got something that Zig Ziglar calls stinking thinking. We're listening to the wrong voices. We're listening to that voice inside here that was, you know, whatever your background is, that poor self-image. And a guy by the name of Frank Outlaw said this. He said, when you change your thinking, you change your beliefs. Now, what happens when you change your beliefs? When you change your beliefs, you change your expectations, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this sale. I'm gonna reach that goal. Yep. I expect to win. Mm -hmm. I expect to win. Yep. When you change your expectations, you change your attitude, right? That's right. Your attitude's good. Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna hit that goal. I'm winning. 
It's one thing to have a great attitude in this room and we get all fired up. We're going to take over, but Monday morning's coming. That's right. Where are you going to be at 9 o'clock Monday morning? First call. First call, that's right. Okay. When you change your attitude, you change your behavior. That's right. When you change your attitude, you change your behavior. behavior. That's implementation. That's right. mm -hmm. Look at this. When you change your behavior, you change your performance. performance. Yes. Can I ask you a question? If you doubled your income, over the next year, would that change your life? Yes. Yeah, sure. Would it change your life? Yes. What are some things that you could do if you doubled your income? Make more babies. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, nobody wants to share on this one. They're like, mm, I don't know. Huh? Add more value. Bob Beach House. Who said that? Okay, what's your name? Jennifer. Okay. And tell me your name again. Ramon Frias. Ramon, okay, Ramon and Jennifer, I got a special book for you guys, okay? You Thank you, sir. Yeah. What's that? You can double it again. And you can double it again. Let's just, let's, let's start with double right now, okay? And, you know, some of you want to do uh, more than that, but how many of you know that when you get momentum, that it's easier, once you double it once, it's easier to double it again right. and again, right. right? Okay, we got to just get you on the road here. Yeah. Okay. Started out on welfare. Started my own business. Started making a lot of money. What did I do? You double it. <laughs> I got double the revenue, but I got myself in all kind of debt. Oh, man, we need a bunch of trucks. Oh, we need to hire this person. Oh, we need to, you know, so then here I got this great business, but I'm over come with debt didn't save my money didn't invest my money okay decided to fix that got debt free somebody said travel travel anywhere I want to travel go in the world got a beautiful beach house you know several uh, houses cars you name it and that's good that's great if anybody has a 1964 Dodge Coronet, I sold it for 25 bucks, by the way, to the junkyard when I got kicked out of the house. And uh, I'd like to buy it and restore it. But I got phenomenal cars, but you know what? There's something better than all those toys that you're gonna be able to buy when you double your income. That's nice. And that free is really awesome. But you know what's bigger than that? Helping other people. Thank you. Thank you. Helping other people. Yeah. Giving to great causes. Giving to your church. That's right. I've given way more money away than I've spent on cars. I've spent a lot of money on cars. Okay? And because people have needs and you could be the one to help them. Yes. I mean, how do you feel if, if you're able to pay for somebody's college mm. you know or they have some kind of sickness and you can just write a check amazing feeling it's an amazing feeling in fact 
I had the pleasure of being mentored also personally by John Maxwell. And John says, once you get a taste of significance, success will never satisfy. Once you get a taste of significance, success will never satisfy. Here's the beautiful thing. You can be significant today. You can encourage someone. You can bless someone today. I was able to be significant in other people's lives and serve them in many ways, even when I was in all kinds of credit card debt and, and all of that, not using my money wisely. But you know, there were these financial needs. And I couldn't help anybody. So I decided to fix that. Double your income. Get out of debt. Invest your money. In fact, I have a four-step money philosophy. This is a bonus. It's not part of the program. But while we're talking about money, it's a tool. You can have as many houses. Is there any limit to how many houses you can have? No. Is there any limit to how many cars you can have? No. No. Money is a tool, and having nice things is nice. But being able to be significant and use that tool to help other people is more than nice. So my philosophy, number one, make a lot of money. Make a lot of money. Yes. Make a lot of money. Like a whole lot. Phenomenal money. Thinking about writing a book on that one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've only written 10 books, so that's another one on the list. Um, give a lot of money. How many of you know you can't give a lot of money if you don't make a lot of money? Right. right? Save a lot of money or better invest a lot of money. Because when you make money on your money by making investments, whatever that looks like, Real estate. Uh, my son got me into crypto. Yeah. Like that boy has made so much money in crypto. I'm not telling you to get crypto, okay? Uh, but I'm just saying that there are opportunities out there. There are opportunities. Don't look for security, look for opportunity. Make a lot of money, give a lot of money, invest a lot of money. You ready for the last one? Yeah. There's four of them. Thank you. Who said that? Okay. What's your name? Deborah. Deborah. Okay. I got something for you too. Okay. Spend a lot of money. All right. Spend a lot of money. That makes sense. Listen, when you spend money, don't spend money you don't have. But when you have money, don't just hoard it. Right. Put it back into the economy. Boom. Because every, if you build a beach house, Jennifer, right? When you build a beach house, that ain't just for you. That's, right. That's for all those construction people. That's for all those people who maintain that house. That's for all the people involved in building that house and maintaining that house. You're creating jobs. So as long as I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not spending money that I don't have and I've given a lot of money, man, I'm going to spend a lot of money because I'm creating jobs. 
Listen, this is called a phenomenal life. That you can be successful financially, you can be successful spiritually, you can learn anything you want to learn, you can be healthy. See, Zig Ziglar said that every human being wants the same nine things out of life. This is a little, another little bonus here, okay? But, and, and we'll, you know, get you this information, it's a lot to write down, but everybody wants, you just, let me check you, okay? Everybody wants to be happy, yes? Healthy? Yes. Reasonably prosperous? Some people want to be unreasonably prosperous, and that's okay. Uh, Because of all the reasons I just shared. Uh, Number four, people want to have real friends, right? Not just a lot of people on social media, but real friends. Okay? Uh, You want to have peace of mind. You want to have good family family relationships. You want to uh, feel secure. You want to uh, you want to have hope for the future, and then the ninth one is you want to love and be loved. Is that true? Are we in the right place? Yes. Listen, Zig Ziglar said this, and this is your job right here. This is your job right here. This is how you double your income. You ready? Yes. You can have everything in life, all nine of those things, if you help, if you will. Help enough other people get what they want. That's right. Boom. What do they want? <clears throat> you know, huh? Just life insurance, what they want. That's right. Listen. You know the saddest thing is in the world? Somebody has a death in their family and they don't have money for that funeral. Come on. Mm. That's what you need to have in mind when you make that sale. You are helping people. You are helping them get what they want. They're going to be happy or unhappy if you don't make that sale. They'll be unhappy. All right. So watch your thoughts. They become words. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Mm -mm. I can. I can and I will. Watch your words because they become your actions. Whatever you say is you're reminding your subconscious of what you actually believe. Watch your actions because they become habits. You do anything long enough, it will become a habit, good or bad. Is that true? Watch your habits because your habits become your character. Your character is who you are. You value what you do and you do what you value. And your character, watch your character because it becomes your destiny. Where are you going to end up? All right. Now. Another word for uh, belief is faith. Yes. And whatever you believe, you're gonna you're gonna develop principles that you live by. One principle we live by is uh, be at that front door, that first call at nine o'clock. Be at that last call at dark thirty. Okay. So the question is, what do you believe? What do you believe? And I'm going to share with you 10 principles today because your principles are uh, your uh, what you actually live by. A principle is a rule or a belief that governs one's what? Personal 
behavior. behavior. That's implementation. So another word for uh, belief is faith. Now, faith is not just a religious word. Faith is believing that you're going to make that sale. Faith is believing that you're going to uh, reach that, those goals. Faith is believing that you can do what another person can do. But what keeps us from believing? Someone said it right off the bat. Fear. Every human being on planet Earth has a certain level of fear. We're just we're we're not actually made that way, but we live in a fallen world. You're wired for love. You're wired to believe. But because of the fall of man, we experience fear. And Mr. Zig Ziglar has an acronym for fear. It goes like this. False evidence. We've got a wonderful imagination. We have a wonderful imagination. You know what imagination could do for you? If you use it the right way? It can help you reach your biggest dreams and goals. Imagination. You have to imagine yourself winning. You have to see yourself winning. Kick the doubt out. Kick the fear out. It's false evidence. That's somebody else. That's not you. Okay? Now, here it is. Adopting phenomenal principles for your life. Watch this. Intensifies phenomenal performance. How many of you have been around somebody that just has a very high level of belief? Man, they're jumping up and down like we were a while ago all the time. That's me when I get up in the morning. It's like, I don't know what that guy's. I do drink strong coffee. But, man, I got it. It's like, he's, he's on it. Why? Because I have seen it. I believe it. I know it. There is no doubt in my mind anymore. There's no doubt in my mind. Not only that, I've helped people all over the world. I've seen it. I've seen people break through. How many of you know, got to see it to believe it? I've seen it. You need to see it. You need to be around people who are winning. That's one of the principles. So let's get into these 10 principles. The first one is the potential principle. The potential principle. Understanding your potential impacts phenomenal performance. Impacts phenomenal performance. Fill that in on your handout. You'll notice that underneath each and every one of these ten principles is a question. Question is, who do you think you are? I'm a champion. You're a champion. Many years ago, when I was building my first business, <clears throat> I went to this networking group. A bunch of contractors in the same industry. They had a severe case of stinking thinking. This was way before phenomenal products. The economy, my customer won't pay my price, the, we the, the weather, the traffic. And I came busting in the door with a positive attitude, talking positively. True story. They laughed at me. 
They said, who do you think you are, Zig Ziglar or somebody? I had not even ever met Zig Ziglar at that point in time. Wow. They were speaking prophecy and they didn't even know it. Yeah. Right. I met him at a big conference five years later and a miracle happened. You know, they give away a big package and get you all excited about the package. And then they, they tell you, you know, uh, go to Zig Ziglar's table and get your package. And all these people, you know, they want that package. They go get that package. 20,000 people at Toyota Center in, in Houston, Texas. And somebody forgot to tell them to go to the table. Lights came up. And there's 20,000 people standing there twiddling their thumbs. I was like, uh-oh. I know enough about how this works that somebody just made a terrible mistake. I looked at my buddy. I said, I'm going to go find Zig Ziglar. Find Zig Ziglar. They got this humongous table product piled up waiting for the thousands of people to show up. And nobody's there. Wow. But guess what? You were there. I was there. There you go. And I got to meet Mr. Zig Ziglar himself. And you know what was so cool about that? That man wasn't worried about a thing. It was like he didn't even notice that nobody was there. <laughs> and I later learned from Zig that he didn't worry about anything. How would you like to live like that? Wow. He said, I don't worry about anything. And based on the fact that I know his whole family now, he didn't. <laughs> He did it. That man lived by faith. Who do you think you are? Zig Ziglar or somebody? That's right. Today I practically run his company. You want to hear the biggest thing that I learned from Mr. Zig Ziglar? The greatest truth that I learned from Mr. Zig Ziglar? You are what you are and where you are because of what has gone into your mind. Wow. You are what you are and where you are because of what has gone into your mind. And you can change what you are and where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Did you know that your brain is made out of plastic? When was the last time you heard that? That literally, neuroscience teaches us that you can literally change the makeup of your brain through thinking. You are what you are and where you are because of what has gone into your mind. You got goals? Change who you are by changing what you put into your mind. Here's what you want to put into your mind. Zig Ziglar wrote a book called Born to Win. Here's what he said. He said, you're born to win, designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, endowed with the seeds of greatness. After all, God don't make no junk. How many of you got up this morning, you looked yourself in the mirror this morning, and you said that? Uh-oh. I mean, we might not look so good in the mirror when we wake up. At least we can close our eyes and say, I'm born to win, designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, endowed with the seeds of greatness. Okay, let's talk about phenomenal products. 
my mentor, Kayla, spoke at my conference. Why is this man that I know? And, and the reason my company's called Phenomenal Products is because back then I had CDs and DVDs and manuals and things like this for business owners. And he said, you know, Howard's products are phenomenal. He said, but I'm here to tell you that you are the phenomenal product. Uh-oh. See, we look at, you know, how beautiful this landscape is out there, how beautiful the beach is down there where we are and, and all of that. And we pass ourselves in the mirror and don't notice at all. We walk by people we don't notice at all. You know why you're a phenomenal product? Because you are made in God's very that's right, that's right, that's right. The animals were. The grass wasn't. Even as beautiful as that beach is. But you were. So now what I do when I meet strangers, I have the phenomenal talk with them. And here's how it goes. Did you know that you're phenomenal? Yes. 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 Do you know why you're phenomenal? Why? Right. So now that you know it, you can put that in your mind. You can act phenomenal. You can do phenomenal things and have a phenomenal life. See, Mr. Zig Ziglar said that you got to be before you can do and you got to do before you can have. Right? We cannot, watch this, it's all about performance, right? So we cannot consistently perform inconsistent with how we see ourselves. You got it? So as soon as you get that doubt, or as soon as you say, oh, I can't do that. Oh, this ain't going to work. You kick it out. You got to get out of my house because I'm born to win. I'm designed for accomplishment. I'm engineered for success. I'm endowed with the seeds of greatness. After all, God don't make no John. I'm a phenomenal product. I mean, what area of life did God create you to lose in? None of them. Now, we might have a condition. I, I think everybody noticed that, you know, Ron has a, a apparatus here. That don't stop it, right? We have conditions. It's hot, it's cold. Somebody says no. So what? So what? Who's next? Who's next? You're born to win. Right. We don't live out of our condition. We live out of our position. Okay? This is who you are. Put that in your mind. Why me? Why not you? You're here. You're part of the takeover program. We got to believe, folks. And the first thing you got to believe is in yourself. Not to be arrogant, not to have self-love and all this stuff, but because you were born to win, you were created to win, you were created not to lose. You were, you were designed for accomplishment. You were engineered for success. We're just not using what God gave us. That's right. Just like having the most beautiful car sitting out there and saying, oh, I think I'll walk to the store. <laughs> it's full of gas and you got the keys and, well, you know, I just don't think it's going to get me there. 
Brand new. Oh, I want to highlight that. Go back. The second one. We'll get, we'll get you this. We'll get you this. This is everything I just said. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number two is the picture principle. This one's very important. All of them are, but this one is very important. Because the picture principle states this. A compelling picture. That picture that pulls me. Imagines phenomenal performance. See, you have to see yourself winning. Before you reach the destination, you have to see yourself reaching it first. Make sense? Okay. Now, I think I shared with you guys that I live uh, part-time at the beach. And it is truly the most beautiful beach in the world. It's three and a half miles of unspoiled beach. These are pictures that I took with my iPhone. These are not doctors. Okay. Uh, grew up in Mobile and uh, didn't have any money. And when I was in high school, before I wrecked my car, I got out of school at 12.30 in the afternoon, worked at night, got off of school, worked all night, went to school, got out at 12.30, drove to Dolphin Island, it's about 45 minutes, and just slept on the beach all day. I've been a beach bum all my life. Then I started going to uh, uh, Gulf Shores and Pensacola Beach and Fort Walton Beach, and then I found Destin. And not only did I find Destin, I found this beach. Topsail State Park Beach, three and a half miles of unspoiled State Park Beach. And in 1997, I found this little cul-de-sac. 14 home sites. I couldn't afford it, or at least I thought I could, couldn't. But I said, I'm going to live here. I'm going to have a house right here. 1997. Couldn't afford it. Houses started going up. Next thing you know, there's only one lot left in the whole in the whole neighborhood. And guess what happened to the prices? Couldn't afford it before and now, but I was still working on it. I was still, and I never let it leave my mind. Every single day, I thought about how can I accomplish that dream. And in 2008, remember what happened in 2008? Uh-huh. Guess what happened to the price? There was only one lot left at the time. Guess what happened? It went down. It went down. What had been happening with my income over here? Income going up, prices going down. Ooh, this is a wonderful combination. Yes. Sold. Bought the property in 2010. In 2017, finally finished my dream home on that beach. Someone came over not too long after we moved in. Everything's brand new. He's looking around. He's like, wow, this is so nice. Wow, this is so nice. How long have you been in here? I said, 20 years. <laughs> Just moved in. I did. Well, why did you say 20 years? 
Because if you have a dream, if you have a dream, and it's a worthy dream, it's something you really, really want, don't let it leave your mind. That compelling picture, I imagine myself living in that house. And if you don't mind, yeah. Okay, I promised uh, three of you a prize. Can't reach. Ooh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you, sir. This is my book called Discover Your Phenomenal Dream Life. Jennifer? Yeah. Somebody wants to pass that. Mr. Patrick. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. Tell me your name again. Deborah. Deborah, if y'all pass it down to Deborah. Good. Have the other one. Here we go. Okay. Vision. Vision. Number three is the purpose principle. The purpose principle says this. Knowing your purpose principle. inspires phenomenal performance. Purpose. Understanding your purpose, knowing your purpose inspires phenomenal performance. <clears throat> Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? I love what I do. You love what you do? Why do you love what you do? Because I love helping people. I love making money. You love helping people? Yes. And, and what? I love making money. And you love making money? Adding why value you, to people. Why do you love helping people? It's my calling. It's been in it's me your forever. Calling? Yeah. What is yeah. it about your calling, though, that inspires you? My children. Hmm. What's that? My children. Your children? Okay. Good. Great. Now, there's lots of things that we can do to raise our kids, right? But why do you do what you do? It comes from within. Because what? It comes from within. It comes with it from within? Yeah. Leave a legacy? Okay. All right. Now, yeah, somebody said they're kids. Let's... Legacy, generational wealth. Generational wealth. Yeah. It's my purpose. It's God's calling. It's God's calling. Who said that? That's good. Okay. All right. Now, when God calls us to something, when we have a purpose, here's what we need to understand. We need to understand what that purpose does for that person. Are you imagining when you are knocking on that door and you've got, you know, however many no's you've got and you're trying to close that sale, are you imagining how better off that person's going to be? Are you thinking about how you're going to make a difference in their life? Yes. That's what you're, yes, that's what's inspiring and here's the thing your family your community your clients you can make a tremendous difference in their life not just by making the sale but how you treat them and how you care about them and how you relate to them you can be an inspiration to them there's a problem with purpose though there's a problem with purpose. The problem is this, is when you really start understanding your purpose, when you have a purpose for so long that you understand 
and you you engage in that purpose, sooner or later the purpose gets you. Billy Graham passed away a few years ago and you know when someone passes away they have a lot of uh, news coverage on them and they're going to have uh, extra coverage that you ordinarily wouldn't get to see and I literally listened to hours and hours and hours of coverage and there was an interview that really struck me he said you know there were many times that I was going down that long driveway from the top of the mountain and he said, I knew I wouldn't see my family for weeks. He said, I just cried. He said, but the call of God was so strong on my life that I had to go. Wow. Did Billy Brown make a difference? Yes, he did. Did he make a difference? Yes, he yes. did. Yes. Really well, we shouldn't neglect our family. I don't believe that Billy Graham did. Ruth was right there with him the whole way. And look what Franklin's doing today. Yeah. And it's not... We're not talking about Billy Graham. We're talking about you. We're talking about your purpose, your legacy, the difference that you're going to make. Zig Ziglar said that planes were built for flying. Ships were built for sailing. Houses were built for living. And man was built for a purpose. Wow. What happens to a planet that just sits on the tarmac, never flies? Right. Yeah. What happens to a ship that just sits in the harbor that never sails, falls apart? What happens to a house that's not lived in, it just sits there, it falls apart? What happens to man without a purpose? Deteriorates. Lives are lost. Crumbles, deteriorates, unhappiness. It's bigger than us. Great story I heard one time. Tom Ziegler told it. Said there was a man reading his newspaper and a kid wanted to, his son wanted to go out and play ball and play catch. And the dad was like, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. And finally he decided to give his son something to do that would take a few minutes so he could finish his article and buy some time. So he gave him uh, this. There was a, a magazine that had a picture of the world in it. And he tore it up into little pieces and gave it to him. And he said, uh, he said, put this together. Put the world back together. And, you know, we'll go out and play. And he figured he had quite a few minutes to work with here. And in no time, the boy said, okay, Daddy, I got it. He said, how in the world did you do that? He said, well, you see... On the other side, on the other page, on the other side, there was a picture of a man. And he said, when I put the man together, the world came together. Isn't that good? Yeah. See, when we understand why we're here, God created you for a purpose. He gave you this uh, career to inspire people, to help people, to make a difference in their life. You've always, you've all heard the, the old saying, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much, how much you, you care. care. 
Zig Ziglar added two words to this about them. There wasn't a person that would pass Mr. Ziegler without him engaging you. His biggest regret, his words, is that he couldn't get to know personally each of the people that he met out of all wow. that. You couldn't get him through an airport. We had an event one time. We had 80 people standing in line, and you know he just wanted to keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. We're like, Mr. Ziegler, we got, we got more. There's 80 people in line. We got, you know, I mean, we're on a break here. He loved people. Someone once said, there's power in the present when there's hope for the future. You'll find your purpose where deep passion meets the world's needs. See, anybody who's selling something is solving a problem. You're solving a problem for your clients, right? And where you find purpose is where uh, you connect that need with your passion, and now you're going to love what you do, as someone said over here. I love what I do because I'm solving a problem, and I'm passionate about doing it. Someone also said, when you find your why, you'll find your way. Number four is the people principle. The people principle. And it says this, the right people influence phenomenal performance. The question under this principle is, who do you have around you? Who are you hanging out with? Who are you listening to? What voices are you listening to? I just finished a youth book, finally finished the manuscript, and uh, I'm going to get you a couple copies that just finally uh, finished the actual manuscript. And the subtitle of this youth book is Seven Lies Between You and Success. It's really not just for young people. It's for everybody, but especially written for young people. See, we get around people who say, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not attractive enough. You're not um, connected enough. You're not important enough. You're not rich enough. You're not free enough. Those are seven lies that are just that. They are lies. So be careful who you hang around because it is true that uh, not only might they influence us, but let's look at something else. What if you have the right team around you? What if you have the right coach? What if you have the right mentors? What if you surround yourself with people who believe in you more than you believe in yourself? I've had some incredible mentors, and my first mentor, what I loved about him more than anything else is that he could see my gifts. He could see who I was before I did. Right? That's the kind of people we need to have around us. So, we have to surround ourselves. Zig Ziglar uh, talked about how to, you know, um, how to choose the right coach. I wrote a book called The Power of Community, How Phenomenal Leaders Inspire Their Teams, Wow Their Customers, and Make Bigger Profits. How many of you have a team that's working with you? Let me see your hands. Okay, wow, that's a lot of people. You want to know what they want? They want those nine things that I talked about earlier. 
You know what else they want? Every human being on the face of this earth has a longing for belonging. Give them something. Give them a movement. Give them an environment that, that they feel so good about. Where there is support, encouragement, and accountability to be the right kind of person. Create a sense of community in your organization. And I, I promise you, people want to belong to it. They'll want to stay there. And they'll never want to leave. It's the power of community. Every human being has a longing for belonging. Zig Ziglar said that uh, the quality of a good coach. And how many of you know that the best way to look at yourself as a leader is as a coach? A leader is a coach. You are a coach. If you have a team or you're going to build a team, you are a coach. Here's what people uh, need to have, the qualities that they need to have. Uh, of being a good coach. The one thing that will help you more than anything else is having a coaching community around you, having the right coach. You'll implement more by having the right coach in your life. And your people will implement more. They will perform at a higher level Mm -hmm. when you are the right kind of coach, when you have the right kind of qualities of coach. Zig Ziglar said this, they have good character. Don't cut corners in your life. People are watching. They have a track record of success. You need to win not just for you, but for them. To show them what's up. They're good listeners. You got two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? Uh, By the way, a little bonus. Good coaches ask great questions. If you ask more than you tell... You'll get more engagement. You'll get more implementation. They're good decision makers. They tell the truth, even when it hurts. They have good personal relationships, and they celebrate the success of others. The three keys of uh, of, um, the power of community is support. Help people have the things that they want to have. And these are just some of the people who have supported me and encouraged me. And help me be accountable to become the person that I'm made to be. See, accountability is not just, you know, do your job. Accountability is, is be accountable to who God made you to be. You have to be before you can do and you have to do before you can have. The trouble is, is that people aren't going to give you the permission to speak into their life until you help them. When you support them, help them have the things that they want, help them win, then they'll go, oh man, you really care about me. And then they'll allow you to encourage them. There's a, there's a permission level that's going on here. And then when you've encouraged people for a long period of time, they will allow you to speak to the deepest levels of their life. That's community. Number five is the planning principle. Phenomenal planning initiates phenomenal performance. Wait. <clears throat> My personal it's your deal. Okay. By the way, I'm going to be done at 11.30 because if I let you go right now, it's going to take a lot of time to get you back in here and all that. So, you, we good? We good. This is good. Talking about we good. See, uh oh, I better send everybody a book. Are we phenomenal? Yeah.
Let me bless it up. Let me make it up to you. So, um, you know, we got this phenomenal thing going, and, and then I started working with Ziggler, and we had a little bit of a branding problem. Because you asked me how I'm doing, and I should say, Phenomenal. Ask Mr. Ziggler how he was doing, he would always say, Better than good. <laughs> better than good. So I was like, Okay, we're going to go with phenomenal, or we're going to go with better than good. So here's what we came up with. You ready for it? Better than phenomenal. All right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's your name? Ron. Ron? Ron? Yeah. Better than phenomenal. So my community, my coaching clients all over the world, we work in over 100 different industries in 20 different countries, they'd start saying, I'm better than phenomenal. And I'd be like, well, I'm better than, better than, better than phenomenal. And I was like, we'll be here all day. So then they shortened it. They just started saying BTP. Better than phenomenal. So how are we doing? BTP. BTP. So I was like, man, I got to plus this up some. So somebody asked me how I'm doing. I might just say I'm BTP. Uh, <laughs> BTP, OTT, WCDB, LTB, OTC, OTP. OTP. Okay. Got it. Okay. You got that? Got it. Okay. Got it. Better than phenomenal. <laughs> over the top. Who could ever believe living the dream off the charts, off the planet? How many of you in on that deal? Okay. Listen. Uh, you know, I'm good. Good and good. You got it. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go to preaching. All right. We gotta have a plan. We gotta have a plan, right? Uh, if I'm gonna, so this is my first time in Thomasville. I hope it's not the last time. I'm believing that I'll be back. I enjoy being here. But since it's my first time, what I have to do? To drive from my beach house in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, to here. Yeah, I had to have a map. I had to have a route. Do you have a plan for your business? Do you have a plan? Zig Ziglar said you're born to win, but in order to be the winner you were born to be, you've got to plan to win and prepare to win before you can expect to win. When you plan to win, you prepare to win, then you can expect to win. You see, you need a map. A goal without a plan is just a wish. Failing to plan is planning to fail. How many of you have heard this one? Proper planning and preparation prevents poor what? Performance. Performance. I had a NASA astronaut speak at my conference many years ago, and a friend of mine was writing a book on success words and. And he asked Dr. David Wolf, who trained all the people who do the spacewalks on the, the International Space Station, he said, what would you say is your one word for success? And he said, uh, he thought about it for a minute, he said, perspicacious. You know I'm from Lower Alabama, right? I mean, I do know how to use Google, so I don't like Googling it, you know. And in essence, this is not the exact uh, definition, but it, in essence, it means to be able to stay focused even when there's a bunch of space junk going on. Mm. Remember the movie Gravity? Yeah. Stuff blew up in space and they're trying to get their job done. And, and um, you know, that's what happens in our minds sometimes. You got space junk up there. I'm teaching a book to some of my uh, leaders right now called Coaching for Performance. And here's what he says, one of the top coaches in the entire world. He said this, performance 
equals potential. Do you have potential? Yes. Do I have you at least believing for a minute that you got potential? Yes. Yes? Performance equals potential minus interference. You know what the interference is? Not this. Not that out there. The distractions right here. More than anything else, emotional distractions. Somebody said something wrong to you. Why is it that 50 people can say, you're phenomenal? And then one person comes along and says, who do you think you are? And that's all we think about the rest of the day. Space jump, get rid of it. Get it out of your mind. Understand who you are, whose you are. That's right. Got to stay focused. There's a wonderful seafood place down in the Destin area, Santa Rosa Beach, where my beach is. Our beach. If I'm around my neighbors, I better say our beach. <laughs> I've been saying my beach for so long, you know. Uh, it's called Goat Feathers. Like, what in the world is a goat feather? What's a goat feather? Goats don't have feathers. Well, I found out it's a personal development book written way back in the 1800s that says this. Goat feathers, you understand, are the feathers a man picks and sticks all over his hide to make himself look like the village goat. Goat feathers are the distractions, the sidelines, and deflections that take a man's attention from his own business and keep him from getting ahead. They are the greatest thing in the world to make a man look like a goat. Focus. Winners are focused. He said the time we waste in excursions off the main line of our road to our goal is the difference between success and half success. Often it's the difference between success and failure. Listen, you need to have a good time. You need to have fun. You need to have a release. I go to the beach. But I work on the beach. I'm thinking, I'm planning, and doing all those kinds of things. We need to spend time with our family, but we need to stay focused. Number six is the priority principle. Living by priority ignites phenomenal performance. Let's go back to that wonderful automobile for a second. Full of gas. Brand new, ready to go. What has to happen before it goes anywhere? You gotta get in. Who said you gotta start it up, right? So that ignition has to get fired up, doesn't it? There has to be a spark, you see. And so it doesn't do you any good to be like Gigi, who loves to run around in my cars. It's like I try to put her in her car seat, and she's like, "I don't want to sit in my car seat." I said, well, you can't run around in the car, honey. We've got to go somewhere. But how many of you know that she can sit there and go like this, but ain't going anywhere until you do what? You turn the ignition. So the next piece of this is we have to live by priority. What is important now? And we have to get those things in the right order. Uh, a guy by the name of Gary Keller wrote, uh, well, first of all, Gary Keller built Keller Williams Realty 
from nothing to the largest residential real estate company in the country, probably in the world. And he wrote a book called The One Thing, and it's all about priorities. He has in that book a focusing question, and I want you to ask yourself this question about your business. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary? What's the one thing, not the 12 things, not the 10 things, not the four things, what's the one thing you can do? Anybody want to tackle that? Go to work. What's that? I said go to work. Okay, go to work. You got to wake up, get up, show up. Priority. Right? Priority. What's your priority? What's the number one thing? Routine. Routine. Can we get more specific about the routine? Schedule. Nine, how do we say it again? Nine to dark 30. Nine to dark 30. How many of you understand that if every single person in this room, your top priority is nine to dark 30, and it's the, your people, that's their priority, that we're going to get way more done. Everything's going to be easier and some things unnecessary. Yes? Or yes. You've got to live by the one thing. You've got to live by priority. By the way, you can apply that to every part of your life. What's the one thing that I can do to be healthy for my physical life that'll make everything easier or unnecessary? What's the one thing I can do for my family life that'll make everything easier or unnecessary? It's a great uh, process to focus. See, you've got that dream out there. You got that big goal out there. You gotta chuck it down. What's your uh, what's your five-year goal? What's your one year goal, what's your one month goal, what's your one week goal, what's your today goal, what's your Monday morning goal? 9 a.m. 9 a.m. We talked about the day before vacation, that's prioritizing. How many of you have seen this demonstration where yeah. you put uh, big rocks, sand, and, and pebbles in a jar, right? You put the sand and the water in first, then the pebbles, and then the big rocks, it's not all going to fit. But if you put the big rocks in first, that's your top priorities. Then the other things that are important, you got to do them. And then the sand and the water, that's, that's cruising on Facebook. Not important, not urgent. Do that last. Do that after 9, dark, 30. Gary Keller said that achievers, how many achievers do we have in the house? How many winners do we have in the house? Yes, sir. They always work, say always, always, always work from a clear sense of priority. priority. What is important right now? We gotta take our to-do list and transfer it into a success list. These are the most important things. Not everything you could do, but the things that you should do. And let me test you. Let me test you. What's the reason that you don't do the should do's? Oh, Lord. I'm looking for three letters. Look at the top of your page. The number one reason people don't reach their biggest dreams and goals is FTI, failure to implement. Now, 
What's the biggest reason that we don't implement? One word. Believe. Believe. Another word for that is faith. What's the opposite of faith? Fear. Fear. So you have two ways to live today. You can live in fear, you can listen to news, you can listen to all that mess, or you can live by faith and understand who you are, whose you are, and what you can do. Alright, here's where the rubber meets the road. Principle 7 and 8. 7 is the process principle. A simple process improves phenomenal performance. We've already established the fact that you have a process, haven't we? Simple. When Ron told me that, sitting on the beach, I was like, okay, let me make sure I got this straight. Because I'm from Lower Alabama. I like simple. You're telling me that anybody in your organization can just run the simple process 9 to dark 30 and they can double their income. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm living proof of it. You're living proof of it? Yes sir, I am. In 14 months. In 14 months. Talk to this man. <laughs> Talk to him. Just work the system. Just work the system. But understand why you're doing it. Don't just do it just because this is what I got to do every day. No, you wake up and you say, I got a vision. I got a purpose. I understand my why. I got potential. I can make a difference doing this. Yes or yes? Yes. This old car that I had, uh, was it very reliable? Was it a good system? See, check this out. A process takes the pressure off the person. That's right. A pro- you don't have to figure it out. You just follow the process. A process creates predictability. A proven process creates a duplicatable, predictable pattern of success. Just follow the process. If the system is good, which I believe it is, there's evidence all over this room. The system is good. Now, that system right there, not so good. That car that I had, not so good. But if you have the right system, you know that it's full of gas, it's going to crank up, it's going to take you where you need to go. And, hey, we're going to have a little fun on the ride, right? Yes, sir. Okay, number eight. The productivity principle. The productivity principle. You gotta take action. What action are you taking? This might not be good English, but it starts with an I, and that is the persistent, consistent productivity ensures phenomenal performance. You're in the insurance business, so let's let's say I-N instead of E-N, right? Gotcha. Why do people get insurance? Yeah. It ensures that they're going to be taken care of, right? 
You want to ensure that you're going to be taken care of and reaching your goals? Take action every day. 9 dark 30. Three days a week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Every day. Somebody asked me not too long ago. I had a, there was a kid, a friend of Christian's. My son's 28. And I uh, had a friend down there. We were talking and he's like, wait. You mean you still get up every day and work on goals and work on your projects? And first thing in the morning, I was like, every day, six days a week. Six days a week. Because I still got goals. You know I still got goals? Because my purpose has me. And there are people in this world that need what we have. John Maxwell spoke at my conference and uh, had a couple hundred business owners in the room from all over the world. And he took the stage and he said to the audience, he says, if I could have dinner with you tonight. Now understand that John Maxwell is the number one leadership expert in the world. This man has done a lot. More than most people can imagine. I didn't realize how big he was when I first got involved with him. And he looked at that crowd and he said, if I could have dinner with you tonight, he said, I'll predict your future success. I saw more than one person drop their pen, cross their arms. It's going to be a long 90 minutes. This guy's pretty arrogant. Oh, you mean you're going to have dinner with me tonight. You don't even know me. And you're going to predict my future success. Yeah, right. And then he said this. He said, we have dinner tonight. He said, I'm going to ask you about your daily agenda. Because your daily agenda predicts your future success. That's right. Your daily agenda predicts your future success. What you do today, what you plant today, what you water today, what you nurture today is going to show up tomorrow. Zig Ziglar said that other than character and integrity, Listen to this. Other than character and integrity, if you don't have character, if you don't have integrity, you're going nowhere fast. But from that foundation of character, of character and integrity, he said the next two things that are the most important for success other than desire is persistent consistency. Consistency, you do the same thing every day. Nine dark thirty. Am I saying that right? Nine dark thirty. Nine dark thirty. Nine to dark thirty. Nine to dark thirty. Nine to dark thirty. Every day. Don't steal that, okay? No, no. This is. If I do, I'm gonna quote you. See, I'll pay you. Hey, you learned it from the right man, aren't you? See, he got it. He got it. He got it together. You know how that goes, though, with speakers, right? It's like, you know, I heard Ron, uh, Ron Powell one time say, you know, the, the secret of success, success is 9 to dark 30. 
Then the next time you speak, I say, you know, I heard someone say one time that success is <laughs> nine to dark thirty. And the and then the third time you quote it, you say, you know, I was thinking this morning. <laughs> success is all about nine to dark thirty. You know? Right? Give it up for Mr. Ron Powell. See, you can go out there and do the same thing every day. Same thing every day. Friend of Ziggler was uh, talking, uh, speaking at Ziggler, friend of uh, Ziggs. And uh, he said this. I may have even heard this before. If you do the same thing, how's it go? Right, if you do the same thing the same way over and over, yeah. Well, that's the definition of insanity, right? Yeah, but some people think if you do the same thing over and over, you'll you'll get the same results. Results, right? It's not true. If you do the same thing over and over, you're going to get less results because the world around you is changing. So we have to be persistent. Every time Zig Ziglar got on a flight, he uh, prepared three hours for every hour that he. That he uh, spoke. He had given the same sermon, the same speech, thousands of times before. But when he got on an airplane, his movements were exactly the same. He'd take a little nap as the plane was taken off. And once he gets in a flight, he opens the trade table, gets his briefcase out. Inside his briefcase, he had a book that he was reading in the Bible. He always said that I read uh, the, the newspaper and the Bible every day so that I know what both sides are up to. <laughs> and he had a little manila folder in there, and he says, uh, and so he'd go through it. And Tom would tell this story, because he traveled with him a lot. He said, Dad, he already knew the answer. He said, Dad, you've given this speech thousands of times. Why are you... Preparing for that speech tomorrow morning. He says, well, son, things have changed in the world since yesterday. There's things that have happened today that may affect. And not only that, even though I've given a speech thousands of times, I want to do it even better this time. Mm. Persistent consistency. Always up in your game. That's right. Always do the same thing that you know that you're supposed to do, but... Make it better. Increase those closing rates. Uh, do it better. Do your presentation better uh, every single time. Number nine is the progress principle. We have to track our progress. Tracking your progress illuminates phenomenal performance. You need to understand, this is a big key for winners. What's working, what's not working. What's working, what's not working? Are you paying attention to your results? Are you tracking your results? Are you tracking your wins and losses? You ever been on an airplane and you see a GPS tracking like this? And it shows you, you know, how many hours you've been in flight, what time you're going to land. It's showing your progress. It illuminates the progress, that's what you need to do in your business. Finally is the patience principle. 
the patience principle. Who do you know that was an overnight success? Who do you know that was an overnight success? Phenomenal performance doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. It happens after a period of time of you working on, your, on yourself. You working on your business. Day in, day out. Being persistent. Believing in yourself, the potential principle. Having that phenomenal picture. Imagining phenomenal performance. Understanding your purpose. Being inspired about the difference that you're making. Surrounding yourself with the right people. Having a plan. Operating by uh, priority. And, and have it work in that system. And doing it every single day. And then track your progress. That's how winners win. I loved Zig Ziglar. And the reason is he had a complete philosophy of success. And he traveled around the world with a big old water pump. Any of you ever seen that big old, that old water pump? I've seen it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, he said, he, he, he said that this is the story of success. This is the story of life. This pump was the representation of the story of success, the story of life. First, you got to put something in before you get something out. That's right. Next, you got to pump like crazy before you get anything. So what if you if you make a lot of calls and you you don't uh, you don't succeed? You pick up the phone, call your coach. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? You stay in the game. He said, when you get into something, you got to pump like crazy. And when you do that, when you do that, after a while, because you know, he talked about South Alabama, could be South Georgia, that the water is deep, which means that it's sweeter, it's cleaner, it's more uh, refreshing. How many of you know that your biggest goals they're not just going to come to you like that. you got to work at it. But when you do that, when you stay in the game, the only reason I'm here today is I just keep showing up. I don't quit. I do not quit. Period. I do not quit. I just keep showing up. I might not be the fastest, sharpest tool in the shed, but I keep showing up. Persistent, consistent. I keep on pumping. I'll close with this. It's the exact quote. He said, if you pump long enough, hard enough, and enthusiastically enough, sooner or later, the reward will come forth. I'm Howard Partridge, and you, yes, I do mean you, are BTPOTT.